And here we go. Love lift us up where we belong. Where the eagles fly. On a mountain high. Okay, I'm getting my book. <laughs> Love lift us up where we belong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so hey, good morning everybody. It is Sunday, February 13th, 2022. You have the CC and JT Amateur Hour across from the table for me is CC. And across from me is JT. And we are here in our uh, weekly writer's uh, podcast. For those of you that are new to the experience, welcome. Uh, what it is, is CC and I are boomers, uh, 60s kids, um, in more ways than one, I Children guess. Children of the 60s. Children of the 60s, this is true. And um, what it is, is we do uh, a weekly podcast uh, aimed at independent writers like ourselves. We are self-published out on Amazon, like many, 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 many people. And while we may not be particularly successful, we've learned the tools of the trade. And so what we do is we try to come through here and we talk about independent writing, self-publishing, and uh, sometimes we just, you know, turn on the microphone and we just... Blather. Blather. <laughs> and that's probably what's going to be today is because we've been doing some themes here. Some themes we have. Here. And I think we've been doing some quality podcasts, though I've been getting worked up. Well, there is a lot in the world to get worked up about right now, so it's yeah. not a surprise. So today I think I'm going to label this one out on the social media as polyglot. One of my favorite words. Polyglot. 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 Um, because uh, we've, we're just going to hit up on a bunch of stuff. Maybe not Actually, just... now that I'm thinking about it. I think it's polyglot. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, well, out. she's looking that up. What I was about to say was, um, is, uh, I know you can tell that we are prepared as usual for production values go to die. Polyglot. Polyglot. Okay, I've always pronounced it polyglot. A person who knows and is able to use several languages. Mm. Knowing or using several okay, languages. Okay, so that, maybe that's not the right word I want to use. You're thinking of um, kind of a mishmash. Mishmash. Uh, yeah, uh, let's, I'll tell you what. Let's just call this mishmash. Okay, which really, is also fun. Which is also fun, but we're really not getting anywhere. Okay, so uh, we're going to talk about several subjects today. Um, so uh, first, let's, uh, we're going to talk about, uh, you know, we're, we are upgrading the equipment. Yes. We've decided that we do want to add some production values to this, so we're going to... Uh, so we will no longer be the place where production values go to die. Well, we're going to still probably do this stuff on the fly that we often do, but right. the, the, we're going to, next week, we will include a picture of our more professional-looking uh, more professional looking setup. We are moving from our snowball to a uh, dual mic system with... Uh, some sound shields, sound dampening, um, windshields, mm -hmm. sound mixers, a sound mixer, and we're doing this on the fly and learning as we go. So it will be definitely a a process. Yeah, but uh, we've been doing this for almost a year now. Actually, next month is a year. Wow, that's and, uh, a surprise. And we've done more than fifty episodes, and so it's probably best that we go ahead and you know upgrade the equipment that way. And it's and we may branch out do mm -hmm. other things aside from this particular podcast somewhere along the line since we're upgrading our equipment we might as well use it yeah because we felt we learned that going through as we we're going through the equipment that we could do audiobooks with the equipment yes so we may be doing audiobooks or at least doing audio clips and we can just like read a chapter from our books and just put it out there so people will go huh. right it could be fun could be fun it could be i'm fun. actually thinking of a chapter right now i could read that would be fun that would be awesome i would enjoy that okay 
So we're upgrading the equipment. Uh, we'll still, you know, we'll still probably do this on the fly kind of thing today because we were asking each other before before we turned on the microphone here. What are we going to talk about? I don't know. Well, we did have a thought about talking romance this weekend because yeah. the, um, you know, the somewhat big holiday for some people tomorrow is Valentine's Day. Uh, anybody who is a fan of Parks and Recreation, the show may celebrate Galentine's Day today, which is, uh, it sounds like women friends getting together, but it can be any friends getting together just to uh, appreciate each other's friendships and relationships. And it doesn't necessarily have to be what we consider romantic love, you know, friendly love. There are so many different versions of love that love yeah. is love, you know, but love it's, is love. so if you celebrate Galentine's Day today, have a good time. If you celebrate Valentine's Day tomorrow, also have a good time. Uh, you may or may not think it's a big deal, especially if you're in a new relationship. That seems to be when it's the biggest deal. And uh, we should point out here that, uh, you know, CC over here is the romantic. I tend to be more towards the cynic and probably take after my grandmother a little bit in the way who thought that some of these holidays, perhaps not Valentine's Day, but thought that some of these holidays were, you know, Hallmark holidays created or emphasized, to, you know, mostly for the benefit of selling gift, gift the card, greeting card gr- greeting cards. And if you go to, of course, your local friendly grocery store at this time of year, and you know, it's like, and uh, you know, now um, that you bring that up, hmm. the greeting card industry, back in the '80s when I was trying various different attempts to get published at various different things, I did look into uh, the process of becoming a greeting card writer. Because freelance authors can do that also. Or I don't know if you're considered an author if you're doing greeting cards. But that's something else with the self-publishing industry. A lot of people will create beautiful cards with uh, crafting and then do their own text for it and sell them on places like Etsy. So that's another um, kind of a... Uh, an evolutionary process in the writing world. And, you know, trying to, you know, slam home a message in, you know, 20 words or less. It's tricky. And try to come up with different variations that haven't been done before over the X number of decades that, you know, greeting cards have been in existence is, is a challenge. And so anybody, yes. anyone who can, you know, you know, can make, you know, something like cat vomit sound romantic, you know, that, you know, more power to you. There are so many variations on holiday cards these days that it's just, if you go to the store now, the greeting card aisle is still pretty big mm-hmm. and you'll have all the normal, you know, his birthday, her birthday, their birthday, friend's birthday, family birthday, older birthday, younger birthday. Yeah. You know, it's like there is a huge market for greeting cards. Yeah, greeting card companies just print money because each of those things are not cheap, but well, everybody no. has those holidays. And there's also the fact that sending a greeting card, an old-fashioned snail mail greeting card, is also helping to support the postal service. So, it's a co- but it's a commitment too, it actually, is. to buy a greeting card. Yes. You know, get a stamp, slap right. a stamp on it, and actually, you know, it's a commitment, to, and it shows. I think maybe more, more than ever, but, you know, it shows how much, you know, people care about each other. So. Yes. And it can be fun to get physical mail. Mm-hmm. We don't often write letters yeah. to each other anymore. So one of the big things I do each year is I try to send out Christmas cards. Yeah. And, um, you know, usually around Thanksgiving, I'll get together and 
pull out my ever dwindling list of Christmas card recipients and do my annual mailing of Christmas cards. Other than that, I, I'm not big on mailing birthday cards because I prefer to do that in person, you know, mm-hmm. deliver a birthday card with a gift or something. But it is, it is a commitment. You have to plan ahead because you know when the holiday is coming up, you need to make sure you have something. You need to make sure you have stamps. You, know, you need to make sure you get it in the mail soon enough and all that. So and, it's... And, and somehow we've t- we've managed to turn this um, romance thing into, uh, <laughs> you know... Uh, our version of romance. Yeah, our version of romance. And <laughs> all it's like, the minutiae. Yeah, th- that wasn't, that's not really very well, romantic of us, is it? But it doesn't... But to go back to what I said earlier, though, it does show a level of commitment when you want to jump through those hoops. But, but that's... You know, that, that's a sign of romance. That's it just, is. It's, a, it's, it's not, obviously that's not romance, but it's a sign of romance. But So, just out of curiosity, I looked up the dictionary definition of romance. Okay. Because I have a very ephemeral idea of romance. I don't really have a specific, this is what romance is. So, according to, I believe this is the Oxford Language Dictionary. Romance is a feeling of excitement and mystery associated with love. Or a quality or feeling of mystery, excitement, and remoteness from everyday life. Okay, let me look at this one more time because I think feeling or excitement, yeah, a feeling of excitement and mystery associated with the quality of mystery. Yeah, yeah. and I think uh, and so so that goes back to the new relationship. Yeah, a new relationship is romantic just because it's new, it's exciting, it's different, it's mysterious, it's mysterious. Yeah, and so. One thing that uh, I've heard over the years, uh, one reason that relationships break up is because you know one person, one partner will say, "Well, there, there's, there's no romance anymore. There's, there's no excitement anymore. You know, we're used to each other, and we are, we, you know, we don't have that pop anymore." And to which I'm thinking, that's actually the point of having a relationship is getting to that comfort level, that trust level, where yeah, maybe things aren't exciting anymore, but maybe you know that's not a bad thing. But the flip side of that is, how hard did you try? Well, and we've mentioned numerous times now that we are in a very long-term relationship. We're coming up on our fortieth anniversary. Ew. <laughs> and I was thinking about this that the idea of the mystery and excitement of a relationship. So basically you're thinking of a very short period of time mm-hmm. because you get to know each other fairly quickly, especially if you are living together. I think that's a cop out yeah. that if you can't find some sense of excitement and mystery, we've learned things about each other just recently that we didn't know and, over uh, these past the, 40 years. Yeah, you know, through this podcast and through yes. just being confined you know through right. you know from the pandemic we've learned through you know things about each other and mm-hmm. um and, and so in a relationship no how matter no matter how long it is can, can be, always be interesting and unfolding and mysterious and, and, myster- and it's like and then it's like people that want to give that up because they want something you know exciting and new well you know what you got exciting and new in your house if you if you're willing to work at it well and it's like every day something is going to come up that may not have happened the day before or mm-hmm. any of the days before that you've been together. So every new day can have some sense of mystery and excitement and your relationship, what, however you feel it might be, you know, dealing with those things together is romantic. Yeah, you know, I mean, our basement flooded. Yeah, That five, was something we didn't want to do, but 
it kind of brought us closer together because we had to work out the issues and yeah. you know it was not the kind of excitement i wanted no. I, it's not what you'd call a traditional romance novel romance situation but on the other hand you know it could be a romance novel meet cute that yeah. there's a flood in the building kind of thing and i think that 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 people that seek that you know that that mysterious thing and so on and so forth um you know are you know are, are taking things for granted yes taking things for you know taking their life for granted and honestly folks once you find somebody that's you know that's there for you someone's got your back someone that's going to lift you up like where you belong uh oh sorry i already did that one didn't i <laughs> that's a continuation of a theme yeah, that's a continuation of the theme but still uh but, and you're you're and you 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 miss that mysterious you know what you think is mysterious or you what you miss is that spark and it's like something like that well as you pointed out cc that's a very short time in, in the relationship anyway yes. that's a very short time in every single relationship it's true so it, it's so a relationship evolves mm -hmm. it has to evolve or and people evolve it, it has well it will evolve or it will devolve right because because also as we also learned is that you know you always marry marry a stranger too yes you because once you kind of and i've seen this you know in conversation or i've heard this in conversations and we've seen this in movies and stuff like that once you get married some of the shields come down yes and it's like really you 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 like the backstreet boys really or i like black olives and you don't oh yeah that's, that's, <laughs> had i known man i think that almost would have been a deal breaker but but the the point is it takes a long time to learn everything about everybody and, and the, you never do really and the other point that i was trying to make is is people that 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 mirage of romance is actually very very short it, you can build you can spend a life building a romantic relationship as long as you set some realistic you know realistic goals here uh that you know that uh, you know that if if you don't have that spark that you had when you first got married well then create different sparks well and it's not just necessarily the spark because one of the most romantic images that i pops into my mind is when we went on that walk at the river the one year it was several years ago now, I think. And there was the older couple. I think oh, it was Autumn. Right, right. They were walking on the path together. I think they were holding hands. Right. We caught them walking away from us. And we took a photo of it yeah. because they were framed by the golden leaves and everything. And it was like, it was a physical representation of their relationship. They're walking together into the autumn. Yeah. Just thinking about it. But it's yeah. like, that's romance. Yeah. And it's, you know, and, and, and you know... That they were always there for each other and they will always be there for each other, you know. They had that, you could tell from their body language that they were close together. And, yeah. you know, they were older. You could tell they were not walking as quickly as they once did. We wondered how many times they may have walked that same path together over the years. Yeah. And see, that's romantic. Yeah. So romance can be displayed in, in different ways, but it's just sometimes I think, you know, I hear about these, you know, these relationship troubles because, well, he's not as romantic as he was, not to pick on a partner. He wasn't as romantic right. as he was when we first got together. Well, you know, A, you know, things change. B, what part in, what part in the romance thing are you doing? You know, it's... Right. There is, you know, it's a 50-50 situation. You know, absolutely. I mean... He can bring you flowers. You can bring him flowers too. Yeah, um, 
like what is the old Barbara Streisand song? You don't bring me flowers yeah, you anymore. Me, you know, it doesn't matter. You know, it's like you, you every like you said. Maybe, maybe there, maybe there's a little miscommunication going on here too. Because maybe, maybe, uh, maybe someone just dropped into conversation by accident. Oh, you shouldn't have spent that money on this. And it's like, okay. And then the other person takes that as a, you know, as well. Okay, um, right. Oh, like um, someone I know has said over the years. Oh, I. I'm not a flower person because mm. it, it just costs money and it's wasted because then they fade away and you throw them out and, you yeah, know, yeah. you don't really get anything out of it. And I'm like, but you're missing the point. Yeah, yes, the, they're going to fade away, but the memory of having received them is yeah. going to linger. Yeah, the flowers the flowers are, are a symbol. Not, yes, but, they're not. They're ephemeral, but it's it's your perception of the relationship, I think, so that. You know, there are some people who are very common sense and they don't feel like they need the flowers and the chocolates and that's fine. But every once in a while, somebody likes to get a surprise gift, you know, just out of the blue. And it's like saying that, oh, well, this is just a waste of money. That goes back to what we were saying earlier about sometimes romance takes a little dedication, takes a little little effort, takes a little strength to, to say, hey, you are important to me. And that's really what it boils down to. You can, anything can be romantic. Mm -hmm. I like to think of life as, and I've seen other people mention this too, that the idea of everyday romance or romancing the ordinary, as some other person put it, that, you know, you take what you have and you present it in a new way. And that difference, the different presentation of it is romantic. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't take much. It you know whatever you have, draw a photo of a flower if you can't mm-hmm. afford to buy them. You know, it doesn't take much. Really, it was sort of like me doing laundry. Yes, you doing laundry and garbage and. <laughs> okay, okay, you're blushing. Now. I know. You're I know. blushing. It's the reflection. We have a lot of red in the house. We have right a lot now. of red in the house. It's Valentine's. We have a lot of red in the house. So was, yes, I, was, I do decorate for holidays, and that's one of the reasons I think I'm really into decorating for the holidays, because I have my normal decor we have our normal style that we're comfortable with but adding that little extra holiday touch to it Mm -hmm. brings a different feeling and especially over the winter holidays it reminds me of you know childhood and that's excitement and stuff and bringing that memory back absolutely there's the the romance of memory you do a wonderful wonderful job of decorating the house i have to say it really it really gives not only a homey feeling but a special feeling and it's like you know it's uh, I wish I took more pictures of the place because it's really fantastic. But go out to CC's Instagram and you'll see those pictures. <laughs> I do post a lot. I did a little mini video testing yeah. out iMovie on uh, our various Christmas trees over the holidays. That... Okay, so what's your Instagram handle? Uh, oh, you yeah. would think she, I would she remember. She posts to it nearly every day and you don't remember. It's like asking someone's cell phone number. You don't call yourself, so yeah, you have yeah. to look it up. It's, okay, so. Uh, I think it's author Carson. Author Cassidy Carson on author. Instagram. Okay, so have a look out. Uh, if you want to see how she decorates, go have run out to Author Cassidy Carson. Have you posted one lately? lately? The Let's see. I usually post decor stuff pretty regularly during the season. Yes, a few days ago I posted uh, what I'm calling my altar of love. Altar of love. At night because we have a for, beautiful for built-in. Those, for those who don't, there's roses and candles and red light and... It actually looks kind of like a horror film in a way. <laughs> <laughs> I love how the the lighting really gives you that sense that it's like there can be 
I think there actually are Valentine's movies that are horror themed. Yeah. That, and this taking one looks, that, yeah, it does. And you, you it looks very bloody. You, you can't tell it in the picture, folks, but those are pink roses. Right. Uh, but you but can't everything tell looks it. red. Yeah, you can't tell that it is, but they, <laughs> those are those are quite beautiful pink roses. And you, yeah, it looks, it really, it looks like an altar to the pink rose god. It does. <laughs> and we have like the little, you know, stuffed animals that are yes. the whatever representation the of whatever, familiars, mm. uh, the old chocolate boxes that I just kept because they're cute heart shapes and yeah. Yeah, so and a couple of candles there, and here's it. But I have various holiday photos. I have a picture of my sweetheart tree, which is a little less horror themed. Yeah, but um, it is a bare kind of a birch tree that I put seasonal decorations on. So, yep, author Cassidy Carson on Instagram. In oh, case you're interested, I'll try to put remember to put that in the uh, blog post too when I advertise this puppy. Yeah, okay. so if you want to see the seasonal changes in our house or around our community, that's where I post it. And balloons. And balloons. We have so many hot air balloons that fly over our house. It's cool. Yeah. It's, like, <laughs> it's no, really no, cool. It wasn't last week, but it was the week before. Several I started, weeks, yeah. yeah. I stepped out of the door to go get the groceries. I looked up and it's like right there. Yep. Yes, you can watch them light the flame. And I mean, sometimes we'll see them off in the distance, but it's not uncommon to have them literally go right over our house. That's kind of fun. And then the deer running through our front yard. Yeah. We're kind of like a Disney movie sometimes. Yeah, knocking, knocking over Knocking, <laughs> knocking over, over fence, yep. Okay, so uh, let's circle back to romance real quick because we sort of got offline. So basically romance is what you make of it. It's something... Yes. Uh, it's not something just, uh, you know, it's not something lying, 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 lying in wait, lying in wait. Right. It's something that uh, that that requires effort. It requires thought. But uh, and uh, what the best part about it is, it, it generates memories, it generates feelings, and it's it's totally worth it. But to wait for it to come up to spring on you, you have to make yourself. Um, you have to be sending the right signal saying, hey, I do want something. You know, it doesn't have to be much. Maybe, you know, flowers or maybe doing the laundry or something like that. It doesn't have to be stereotypical. It doesn't have to be, you know, uh, the, the usual, you know, folder all of chocolates and of chocolates and flowers. It could be something else. Maybe taking the kids out of the house for a day even, you know, giving, you know, peace, a little bit of peace. Romance is what you make of it. Yes. And it certainly is worth the effort and time and energy to customize it to the situation. Because if you want romance, right. boom, there you go. Well, and you make a good point with customizing it because everybody will probably feel romantic in a different way. Right. And for example, the kid situation. When you're new parents, you're exhausted all the time. So taking turns with a 3 a.m. feeding can yeah. be incredibly romantic because it's like, oh my God, I got to sleep through the night. Yeah. You know, there are so many years of I didn't sleep through. I mean, honestly, that happens as you get older too, just naturally. But, you know, when you're a new parent, you don't feel like there's a lot of romance. You've got dirty diapers all over the house. The kids are spitting up all over you. But you can still make that a romantic situation. It's how you and your partner perceive each other, the things you do for each other. And the dictionary definition of romance, I think, is a limitation because you're thinking really of the new relationship spark when it can be much deeper and more meaningful than that. And you better be careful, folks, because if you do enough romantic gestures, it might lead to love. <laughs> Exciting and new. Yeah, love. Oh, oh. <laughs> I know, I know. Dating yeah. myself. Uh, so I think, have, have we pretty much... 
Oh, okay. Well, you well, know, we for, we got we we forgot one thing though. If, of course, is uh, romance in writing. Yes. And and I, I think we actually gave the we already gave the clue because and I pick on Harlequin all the time and I mm-hmm. I know that you know romance is your preferred genre genre and I apologize. I, I no, that's fine. But you know because it is very formulaic, but yes. and it's very successful, uh, but. Uh, the point I want to make, though, is is um, is the reason that uh, no, maybe not the reason. Let me see. Let me see what I'm trying to say here. Uh, we touched on it earlier that romance can be customized to a relationship, mm-hmm. um, but sometimes, again, we seek for seek for that excitement outside, and that's where romance writing comes in. Right. Where you can see that the grass is greener, where you believe that the grass is right. greener on the other side. Where, you know what, um, if you have somebody that's willing to hold you or hold your hair back while you're vomiting, that's romance. Right. So, and if you've got a person well, like that, you know, willing to clean up after you, if you something like that, hold on to them with both hands. And you may not, may or may not see something like that in a Harlequin. You mm-hmm. may because for our, you know, because it's it's a stereotype. Right. But. Uh, someone who's willing to, you know, step up and take care of you to that le- to an extremely intimate level mm-hmm. may not be something you see in a romance. Maybe something we should see in a romance novel. But if you have that kind of person, you know, hold on to them with both hands. Uh, and I sort of got away from the writing. But I'm thinking that if you as a writer wanted to come up with something unique... Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe that is what a true romantic novel is. It's right. not, you know, you know, John Derrick rode up on his white steed and swept up Stephanie into his arms as they rode across the field exchanging kisses. No, maybe it's John, you know, holding Stephanie's hair back as she's up chucking, you know, three three meals, right? Because she's having serious morning sickness, and yep. she she needs somebody just there, you know, the the human touch to remind her that hey, I'm not going through this alone. Right. There's your romance. That's true, and uh, you know, the visualization of the the man and the woman on the horse makes me think of romancing the stone, yeah. and. Thinking back to those movies, the first movie is very much um, Joan Wilder is she's in a rut, basically, in her life, and she's seeking romance, and she finds it in the movie. In the second movie, they actually start out where she's she's kind of given up on romance because she's in a committed relationship, and she, you know, she's not seeing that, you know, the happily ever after. Mm-hmm. It's like she says, there's something she says to her editor about, I don't know what happens the next day. Mm-hmm. And the editor says, nobody cares. You only want it up to that point. Mm-hmm. That's not romance in real life. Mm-hmm. Romance in real life is the next day and the day after and mm-hmm. the day after and remaining committed to each other. Yeah. So so when, when what, what I guess what I'm also trying to say is, is when you want to go ahead and write that romance, um, uh, you know, you know, of course, you've you've got the paths to pick. You could do the tried and true. Mm-hmm. You know, you could do, do the tried and true where John sweeps up Stephanie off her feet and they ride off on other one. You know, white steed, blah blah blah. If you want something realistic, though, I'd like to read that. I'd like to read something a little bit more realistic. I'd like to read, you know, where you know the couples have those problems and. and they don't make the problem, you know. They don't make each other the problem when they're trying to solve it, but when right. they focus on the problem, and learning how to do that is is a difficult process for, especially for young people, because uh, you overdrew the account, right? 
Um, That's a big one. Uh, you oh, you spent too much money, right? And so what they're doing there, what what's happening there? The dynamic is is they're making each other the problem, and they're not yep. focusing on the problem, which is, hey, maybe we need to have some better communication on mm-hmm. the money to see what our limits are, right? And there may have been a misunderstanding and things like that, and. That's not something that young people immediately pick up on, and no. maybe, and then maybe that's one reason why other some relationships fade away too, is because right. they don't understand that all important communication piece, and that communication piece is absolutely essential to romance too. It is true, and that's in romance novels. That's where a lot of the tension comes in, the whole will they, won't they, mm-hmm. in very many ways. It's like will they actually get along long yeah. enough to have a relationship? Will they? get to the point where they feel they can have physical intimacy or, you know, if they have physical intimacy, will that break them apart? Because, you know, maybe there was some miscommunication there. And miscommunication is huge in romance novels. And I think that's, I think, I think we hit on one point that is a key part of, of romance writing is, is when there is a conflict um, for the purposes of romance writing that make each other the problem mm-hmm. versus ma- focusing on the problem. Because if you focus on the problem to solve the problem, that's a mature way to do things. Right. That's a reasonable way to do that. And you don't want reason and maturity in, in a romance novel. That's boring. Yeah. So so maybe, uh, you know, again, we're all over the place as we usually are. But still, I, I think, think, a key point, a, I think yeah. we both hit on the key point of, of romance novel writing is the conflict. The, yes. And, um, the immature way of resolving problems and creating artificial tension that didn't have to be there in the first place, and having one having one or both partners, uh, or you know, or whatever you want to phrase you want to call them, uh, participants, uh, as the mature person who who understands that, as you said, is probably kind of boring. Well, and that's the whole point of when someone is reading something, you don't really want to read real life because you're living real life. You do want a heightened sense of tension. So there is a lot more of the over-dramatization of, oh, my God, you overdrew the checking account kind of right. thing. Whereas, you know, in real life, hopefully you're not taking it to that level and you're not screaming at each other and you're not throwing things at each other. And hopefully that's not happening as much in romance novels as it mm-hmm. used to. But it's the it's a more intense version of romance that mm-hmm. whereas it kind of gives us an unrealistic view of romance in real life yeah and uh, i said earlier that i would like to read something like that uh, that where you know where you know people focus on the problem and so on and so forth and i still would like to read that but you're absolutely correct you're absolutely correct romance novels succeed because it's it's chaos yes it's chaos framed inside a heart-shaped uh playpen right uh, I use playpen purposely because you know we're talking about kids, right? You know, people that have a low emotional intelligence quotient, basically, oh, yes. or mo- low emotional quotient. Still, you know, y'all know what I meant. Well, emotional inte- intelligence is a thing. Yeah. So going back to when we began this discussion, you were kind of talking about the cynical side of it. So, mm. where does your cynicism come in when it comes to romance? I, I actually don't believe that romance exists up to a point. What I think is is basically, well, let me back this up. Um, first of all, I am a romantic. Oh, yes. I am a romantic. I can attest to that. I am a romantic, but the cynical part of this comes in is where I think is that, and I want to be careful how I phrase this, which I say often, uh, <laughs> is I find it sometimes hard to separate the romance from, from the dance between the peacock and the peahen. Mm-hmm. 
because um, we like to think, humans like to think that we are advanced. We like to think that we have cognizant thought, that we have built, you know, we have built dams and skyscrapers and so on and so forth. But when it does come to that dance between the two people, uh, it is a dance. It is, you know, here's my feathers, here's my, here's me preening, and it's both sides. It's both sides. Definitely. It's both sides. You know, it's, it's the, it's the man with the biceps, the, the, the woman with the highlighter on the cheeks, you know, that kind of thing. You know, you can use, and perhaps that's stereotypical and maybe too simple, but the flip side of that is, yeah, it's a dance. It is. And maybe what you're thinking of as romance is the initial attraction Mm-hmm. whereas romance is actually maybe the step beyond that. So we've been watching the birds out of the bird feeder quite a bit. Yeah. And with spring coming and things warming up again, you can see the, the peacock peahen situation happening out at the bird feeder. Yeah. Like, you know, the one bird is kind of trying to get the attention of the other bird and the other bird's like, oh, get away from me kind of yeah. thing. And what, and what I mean by though is, is, um, when romance doesn't involve true emotion, when it just if, if it involves the physical. Right. When it just involves the hormones and stimulating the hormones, that's not romance. No, no, no. That's the, uh, you know, more of the um, lustful, you know. Yeah. You're thinking of the... the mating, mating ritual, basically. The, yeah, the mating ritual. And it's... I, I mean, I can see where you're coming from on that, definitely. But I think that romance is actually the step beyond that. Well... Maybe it's a, maybe we're kind of confusing. And that like as a, a society, I think maybe we're confusing romance and initial attraction to each other. That, that may be true. That that certainly may be true. Uh, but I, you know, I, I do have a little level of cynicism because I've seen even in my own family, you know, just you know, repeated uh, relationships break up and then remarry and things like that. And it's like you know, it's you know, it's like people. If, if it didn't work, you know, if it, if it doesn't work for you this way, if it's, it's not somebody that you trust, then, you know, then, then, but, and you, you're always checking upon people and things like that, then, right. that, you know, that's not romance. That's, that's something. That's controlling. That's controlling. And it's just weird. It's problematic. And you do bring up a good point with trust too, because that also factors into romance novels that, uh, you know, part of the issue between a couple in a romance novel may be that they don't trust each other it's like you know somebody glances at somebody else because oh hey that person is kind of cute it's like it doesn't mean that they're really going to do anything with that person you know we we could talk about one of our favorite books you know pride and prejudice oh yes pride and prejudice where you know where mr darcy when he first used elizabeth he he doesn't even think you know you know she's okay but you know and her family man oh but but i'm not gonna waste time and she looks at him and thinks that he's just completely full of arrogance and yeah. which he is she's right and she's right uh and it turns out you know in a, but also she may be right but it also turns out that that they're both wrong yes that, he, that he's using his arrogance as a shield yes and um and and uh, so i lost track and and he uh, is not viewing her as a person she's he's viewing her as you know basically her mother right um you know and to be fair that that's that's not an unreasonable thought too because but still you know, he looks at her and he sees her mother and, well, she's a diamond in the rough, I'll gently say. <laughs> well, and that's just it. I mean, if we're basing each other on our parents, then you would have run screaming. <laughs> yeah, maybe I should have. I still remember I mean, that first dinner at Godfather's. Oh, yes, yes. They uh, kind of com- 
what the commando raid dinner where it was uh, totally unplanned and i just came over and said hey you want to meet my parents <laughs> it's like, it's like I which was about, totally my parents idea and it's like i thought about that for a second i said oh boy but i did it you did it and i have to give you kudos for that and you know we we figured out that we weren't our parents eventually but and i like yeah. to think that hopefully we learn from our parents and try not to repeat some of the things they did. But, you know, there is a level of that in a relationship. You look at the extended family and say, huh. Yeah, really. <laughs> so where did we, we sort of got lost here because we were talking, we were talking about, about pride, pride and prejudice and we ended up with their parents. How did? Well, we because, you know, you were saying that Darcy was comparing her to her mother. Oh, right. So it's like, you know, if you compared me to my mother, you would have run screaming, okay. kind of. So what was the point we were trying to make be, be, before that is, is... The cynical side of romance. Cynical side, so... So it's the the point I brought up was that maybe we're confusing the initial attraction to actual romance. Yeah. Okay. But romance is a thing, I think. I think... Anything can be romantic if you want to make it that way. It's your perception of it. It's your your choice on a daily basis, whether it be mm. with your partner, just your life in general. You know, I have, I've been working at the same job for 15 years. So kind of that initial excitement and mystery of the job is definitely gone. But every once in a while, I still have a moment of, oh my gosh, this is the coolest thing ever, mm. which is kind of a romantic thought, I think, to have about work. So, mm. and that is my mindset. And that's a good mindset to have, a positive mindset to have. Mm -hmm. um, have we pretty much... I think we've beaten this uh, one into the ground. We think we've beaten this one into the ground. But as always, folks, if you have your own thoughts about romance or anything like that, you know, let us know what you think. Well, and definitely since we talked about romance being a kind of a customized, it's not a one-size-fits-all. It definitely shifts from relationship to relationship. It's fun to hear what other people find romantic and how they maybe bring up the romance in their life and you know sharing those kinds of things we can kind of inspire other people who may not be feeling romantic yes. and yes. especially at this time of year like yeah. i mentioned today being galentine's day which is fairly recent um kind of pseudo holiday i guess and valentine's day tomorrow which i mean we could go into the whole history of saint valentine's day and everything yeah and let's not do that Nobody, no, no i mean no. sometime it yeah, could be fun to do a no, deep dive into something but no, let's not do that okay not right um now. Yeah, what anything else we want to chat about well we can talk about today is the super bowl oh yeah does the anyone super bowl. care cincinnati <laughs> cincinnati the, the bengals. Cincinnati bengals and the los angeles Rams. Rams? I, Los I, Angeles. Excuse, I, I'm so old now. It's like I, I want to say St. Louis Rams. So it's like, or, but anyway, so uh, so we talked about it. You're taking Los Angeles? I guess I am. But, See, that's how much we care. Yeah, we don't even we remember care. who we're supporting. And I'm taking Cincinnati. You, uh, you know, Honestly, uh, we watched the Super Bowl for the commercials, and that's kind of iffy these days. Yeah, we've got no emotional involvement with either no. of the teams at all. Thankfully, because after our big World Series with the Cubs, I'm I'm good with not having any emotional so, involvement. So we'll be watching, and we'll be rooting for your favorite team. Whatever it may be, one of us will be rooting for it. Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> Half-heartedly. Yeah, go, go, go Bengals. So if you are a big football fan, if you are a big Super Bowl fan, we hope you have fun today. You know, it's a big party day for a lot of people. You get to have all the fun and everything. Maybe add a little romance to your weekend. Yeah. 
Uh, sports related is, is once we get all the equipment gathered up, uh, we still don't have all pieces of our podcasting equipment. I may do a spontaneous baseball podcast just to test out the equipment. So that, that would be fun. That will, that may come later. And of course I have thoughts about the lockout and things like that. So I do have thoughts. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, I guess the last thing, or maybe the last thing we want to talk about, um, you know, we don't want to get too political, but we want to talk about Nevada list, lifting the indoor mask mandate. And both of us are in disagreement with that. Because, yes, it's very problematic because without the mandate, people who were wearing masks will probably give it up completely, even though, um, you know, it's been hit or miss seeing anybody oh, wearing well, masks anyway. Well, what I told you is uh, when I was going to the gym before, uh, you know, there was about half the people that were right. wearing masks, include, you know, there's big signs on the doors. Right. Wear masks, no right. exception. It says it. So when I go in there, it's about half the people are wearing masks. Right. Uh, so it's not enforced. No. Uh, but uh, when I went to see, this was Thursday or Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I went to to the gym Thursday and Friday, uh, there's like 40 or 50 people there, and I am the only person in a mask. And I'm that's just the way it is. I'm going to wear a mask. Yes, um, I am too, at work. Uh, we were given the, the, the go-ahead, I guess, to stop wearing them at work. But... Um, I think probably a majority of our off my small office is still wearing them because we just don't feel comfortable yet. The numbers are still yeah. too high. Yeah, and the and we and I, I'm going to speak for myself here, and this is a non-work related opinion that the 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 decoupling of science from these kinds of decisions I think is a mistake. And I think if gov- the governor is not reelected, I think this is going to be one of those factors. But again, this is my opinion. Right. But I think it's unavoidable that, uh, you know, before uh, there was a principled decision to stick with masks. And, uh, you know, X number of days before the Super Bowl, that is set aside. Right. Uh, so we Which is have, a big holiday in Las Vegas. Which I is mean, a, a lot of people, yeah. sports um, so, betting and... Yeah. So the I agree with you. It is probably more of a political than a scientific decision. There is the fact that, um, you know, maybe the government should never have had to tell us to wear masks. That should have been our personal responsibility in the first place. And mm-hmm. some people felt it was government overreach. I can see that. But if people do not do it on their own, if they won't take that personal responsibility, then the government really has to step up and do it. Yeah, it's complex. And especially, you know, it's like, and we need to go ahead and just say right from the get-go, the government is in a no-win position. There is just no no win here. Uh, But but there has to be some absolutes. And one absolute that that I've taken from this is if you're going to rely on a politician to keep you safe, you're in trouble. You can't be relying on politicians to keep you safe. You right. have to you have to own that responsibility. You have to own that space. Right. Uh, so even at the beginning of the pandemic, uh, wearing a mask was a reasonable choice because yes. that is a that's a decision that you're making to protect your space, protect your family, protect your loved ones, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And continuing to wear the mask even after lifting is up uh, after the lifting of the mandate, I think is a reasonable one. And I will continue to wear a mask in public places, even though when I'm at the line of Smiths to pick up pharmacies, I'm the only one wearing a mask. So be it. And we did live in an Asian country at a time Mm. before, you know, Mm. pre-pandemic where we saw it was common for them to wear masks in public when they weren't feeling well. And we thought that that was a good idea because yeah. at the time, you know, even then we realized, and this was probably 20, 30 years pre-pandemic, that, um, you know, that way you are not only protecting other people, you're showing your concern for your society. And that society is very 
society driven basically yeah. it's not you know the individual rights rugged it's, individuals right is, like you know, america and americans we have kind of a a pride issue i think where it's like we don't want the government telling us what to do we don't want our neighbors telling us what to do we're going to uh, do whatever uh, the hell we want to do until our house is on fire or until there's right. a pothole and then what's the first thing we do or the water main breaks the or water main you know breaks you call winter. city services yeah. and it's uh you know there is a we talk about the government as an entity but basically we are the government we yeah. elect our politicians we can be a politician we can run for an office so you know take away the idea that oh big brother is telling us what to do yes certain people in power are making decisions but we've put those people in power yeah so anyway so, so that's our political discourse that's for our the day political wear your mask folks get your shots please it's you know it is an inconvenience i don't know about other people i don't know about you but i feel at this current time i just don't feel safe walking out the front door without my mask yep and I don't want to unintentionally give somebody else something because there are people who have not been able to get the vaccine, who are immunocompromised, who are dealing with serious health issues. And just wearing the freaking mask, as uncomfortable as it can be, could save somebody's life. Yeah. Okay. Agreed. Yeah, we were kind of 50-50 on actually mentioning that, but it is... <clears throat> excuse me we know we're going to get pushback from people who feel like yeah masks don't work the vaccine doesn't work and you know whatever your belief yeah. i think it's just a, it's a means of showing that you care for other yeah, people we're a little wound up on the subject we are definitely wound yeah. up. <laughs> okay so we've talked about romance we talked about masks we talked about equipment we, we talked, talked about, about football yeah we, we talked about baseball sports. briefly yeah this has been just sort of a mishmash of stuff today um and um on the the baseball podcast idea maybe it will become an offshoot podcast where we do more than one episode occasionally yeah, or yeah, but, uh, regularly or yeah baseball is where is our escapism so and we know. do follow our local team pretty closely and attend yeah. games so that can be kind of fun yeah we're season ticket holders at our at our game so you know it's for our team, the Rudo Aces, the true Aces in Nevada, by the way. I'm not mentioning any. Well, the other Aces are, the Las Vegas Aces, I think, are women's basketball, maybe? Yeah, the, the women's uh, yeah. professional basketball team. So, you know, and, kudos to them. But Oh, yes, Yeah, definitely. but there were so many different names. Why did you have to pick that one? And uh, the Reno Aces have been around for a bit longer, but that's not a thing. Anyway, okay. we are baseball fans. Yeah, okay. We don't follow many other sports. So maybe we'll talk about that a little more. Yeah. Maybe. I, I think we should let these people go. Okay, if you insist. Yeah, unless you got something <laughs> something else on your no, mind. No, I'm done. I'm done. I'm okay. just playing. Okay, so time for the commercial part of our podcast. You can hear this podcast and read our blog posts. And listen to other podcasts if you are truly into pain. <laughs> okay, never mind. But you can go out to our website. And I'm going to get it right this time. www.carsonhume.com That's correct. And... Uh, of course, there's space out there to give us some feedback, leave comments, and we, of course, we always ask to leave that you leave feedback because feedback makes us better podcasters, makes us better writers, and makes us better human beings. Uh, we do have no idea what we're talking about next week. We no, if you'd like to leave us any ideas on something that you would like to hear us talk about, that would be awesome too. Especially if it's writer related, because we uh, because we have not yet run out of writing subjects to no. talk about. You know, one thing we haven't talked about is the actual act of self publishing on Amazon, which is right. a real goat rope by itself. Yes. 
Uh, we haven't talked about our ongoing manuscripts lately. We haven't talked about this, that, or the other thing. We haven't talked about the the unholy ghost known as editing. That's true. Editing, so, proofreading, yeah. formatting. Uh, we can go into deep dives into particular aspects of writing if anybody is interested in that. And, yeah, and or if you have suggestions about yeah. other topics. I have a couple of manuscripts out there that I can use as an example. You know, we haven't talked about, you know, other Amazon features, you know, so oh, we should get we should get, get that organized. We should do that because that'll give folks hopefully, you know, uh, you know, some some light on the path if they wish to follow that. It can be overwhelming yeah. when you're initially looking at it. And I know there are various people on YouTube who have done how to self-publish books, probably much better than we could ever do it. But it never hurts to get other perspectives. Yep. But until then, uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up because I think we're now just sort of... And also, tragedy of tragedy. No more coffee. We're out of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this pain. podcast is fueled by coffee. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah, when we're done with the coffee, that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> we're done talking. We are done. So across the table for me is Cece. And across from me is JT. We wish you all very good luck and love this week. We wish you good luck in romance. And we wish you good luck in health. Take care of yourselves, people. Have a great week. Love you lots. Bye.